Fireworks are hailed over a little Eden tonight. Force and light and all those stoned out faces left stranded on this 4th of July. Down in town, the circuit's full with switchblade lovers, so fast, so shiny and sharp. And the wizards play down on Pinball Way on a boardwalk way past dark. And the boys from the casino dance with their shirts open like Latin lovers along the shore. Chasing all in silly New Yorkers. Good morning, everyone. Happy Wednesday. That's actually a, a Friday for me. This is the end of the week. Taking Thursday and Friday off. Celebrate 4th of July. Bruce Springsteen, 4th of July plan. All right, whatever. That's Bruce Springsteen. Probably the most obnoxious thing you can do. But I'm going down the shore today, and I'm excited about it, so you can just shut up. Bruce Springsteen, looking great. Minus the beard sucks, Bruce, in the picture that I chose for you. And it's kind of rude of me to choose a picture of you and then talk shit about it. I could have chose a better picture. Anyway, what's up, everyone? Who we got here? We got Alex Swain, William Shelby, Josh Thevian, Jeffrey Stelly, Kyle Vidano, Norm, Abe. Morning to everyone. Over on Periscope, we got Big Baby David, who's in the other room. We got Kyle. We got Not Mr. Moon, B. Mats. Barstool Big Cat was in here for one second. <laughs> Won't even be able to keep up with what the hell's going on. But what up, Big Cat? Thanks for stopping by. Been a, been a, been a follower forever. Enjoy your uh, week off. No more Dugs. Uh, who else is here? We had Facebook. Facebook, Facebook. Where the fuck are you on Facebook? They tell me where they're from. Kentucky. Stephen Bratcher in Kentucky. Eric Wills in Michigan. Ryan House with an E at the end. Storm took down a tree in his yard last night. Damn. Damn. It's kind of cool, though. I love a big storm when they do damage, like the elements just fucking up your whole world, tearing trees down in your backyard. It's kind of cool. It's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. All right. Uh, today's episode isn't that random. I also I also was so I just wanted to thank everyone. I believe we have a sponsor next week. That's not what I want to thank you for, though, although that is cool and we did it. Appreciate you guys for helping me out with that. But uh, this is episode number, so on the tab, this is episode number 55 of The Morning Show. What a nice little community we've got in the chats all day. Appreciate you. Uh, that's pretty cool. Episode 55. 55 towns, 55 baseball players, 55 books. Not true. Sometimes we talk about the same book a lot. 55 different songs. Uh, so thank you guys for tuning in and hanging out. I appreciate it. Uh, a lot. So, what else was I going to say? I totally forget. Just listening to Bruce. I forget what I was going to say. Whatever. Um. All right, I'll just start the show. 
I'll do the intro today. I've been doing the intro way too late in the show. Someone in the chat's been reminding me every day. This is Welcome to Mornings, bite-sized bits of everything I'm interested in. I've designed this show for me. I didn't design it for any listener. I didn't think, hey, there's probably someone out there that likes American geography, American history, baseball, and books, and I'll make a show just for them. It's not how it happened. Just like, what do I want to talk about in the morning? Start my day right. Get me going. Give me some a reason that I have to be awake for. So uh, that's what this is. I appreciate you and everyone that listens. And at the end, I'll do a little Q&A, anyone that wants to chat for a little bit. Okay, all right. All right. The weather today in Lavalette, New Jersey, little town, don't know if you ever heard of it. It's 72 degrees, partly cloudy. Lavalette, New Jersey is my favorite place in the world. Uh, it's the only constant in my entire life. I moved every two to three years. I moved when I was eight years old away from New Jersey to Australia. When I was 10, we moved to Illinois. When I was 14, we moved to Southbury, Connecticut. When I was 16, we moved to Livermore, California. When I was 19, we moved to Newtown, Connecticut. When I was 24, I moved to, um, Walnut Creek. California, then Livermore, California, then Pleasanton, California. When I was 27 or 28, I moved back to Lavalette, New Jersey. But every single summer of my life, no matter where we lived, and we lived a lot of places, fucking, I, uh, someone, someone came into the Periscope and said, no one cares. Dude, don't click into the Periscope. It is like the first sign of showing you don't care would be not clicking. So that's weird. Anyway, Lavalette's been the only place I lived and went every single summer of my life so it's my favorite place in the world it's this tiny little strip a lot of people don't really know about the jersey shore all they know is that um all they know is that the mtv made a ridiculous uh show very entertaining show and called it jersey shore which should be illegal jersey shore is this nice strip of land right here like this is the island manilokan's pretty nice Seaside Heights, that's the Jersey Shore House. I bet I could find the Jersey Shore House in two seconds. Um, people people go there and they take pictures all the time. There's a sawmill. Jersey Shore House is going to be right. There's the cores. Cores frozen, burned down the entire boardwalk. Kind of a bummer when that happened. Grease fire burnt down the entire... See this? See this? Uh, see this? Uh, Seaside Heights Beach headquarters. These were built when MTV did Spring Break down the Jersey Shore, like in the early two thousands. Remember they did all that shit. Um, the Jersey Shore house is like, oh, it's actually on Google Maps now. It's right here. They got the Italian flag in the driveway. There it is. People stop and take pictures. If you drive past this, did I go too far? What the fuck? Where did I go? Holy smokes, where did I go? There's no real in-betweens on here. All right, there it is. Everyone's favorite house. You can rent it out for so much money. 
Um, know the Ice Palace in Ortley Beach, someone asked on Periscope. Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, all right. So I'm going to tell you all the interesting facts I know about the Jersey Shore and Lavalette area. Do you see this patch of sand right here where there's no buildings? That's because way back in the day, that was an inlet right here. It went all of this, all of this was no houses. It was an inlet. It was called Cranberry Cove. And it was a way to go from the ocean through the island to Tom's River. That was the biggest port right there. Ships would go through here, and then they'd drop off stuff in Tom's River. The, the British realized that the Americans in the Revolutionary War were using this port and using Tom's River as a place to receive goods and shit like that. Um, so they burnt Tom's River to the ground. The British did. So the British hate Tom's River then and always. I They still just hold a huge grudge. No, I don't know. Um, what else is interesting? Okay, so this is called West Point Island, this little peanut weird-looking island. And Joe Pesci's house that he just tried to sell, Joe Pesci's house, I think it's, it's super ugly. It looks like an 80s drug house. Like it looks like he got super rich and was like, I want a Miami house. And then he just built it down the Jersey Shore, which is weird. But I believe he sold it recently. But it's right over here. But we used to drive by when we were kids, and my dad would say, that's the guy from Home Alone. And he would drive us on this island. But Joe Pesci, where the fuck is it? I don't know. He just sold it for a bunch of money. But he was right on the bay. So Joe Pesci lived there. So that's pretty cool. It was probably this one with the pool. Uh, oh, where is it? It's, so, it's like a gaudy looking dump. Oh, there it is. There it is. See? um, It's this. It doesn't look like a real house. It doesn't look like any other house. There's Joe Pesci's house right there. Old house. He doesn't live there anymore. But yeah, it's it like isn't a beach house. It's like a, uh, it isn't like a New Jersey beach house. Everyone's got like the wood and then this is Pesci's house. It's on sale still, someone says. Uh, six million. That's how much he wants for it. So that's Joe Pesci's house. So there used to be like a sign when we were kids. It was like, this is Joe Pesci's vacation house. Please do not bother him. Which was totally fair. Totally fair. Here's, uh, you know who else lives? Um, this is the house I grew up on. This isn't where I go anymore, Trenton Ave. So right here where all my little kid memories are. Super exciting. Up here, when Mike and the Mad Dog stopped, when Mike and the Mad Dog broke up and Mad Dog was going to Sirius Radio, Mad Dog would run this boardwalk every morning, and there was a group of old men sitting in his pavilion waiting for him. Get back on the radio. You can't leave us, Mike. You can't leave us, Mike. I remember that day. Pretty wild. Uh, Calipari lives in Lavalette. He's got two houses on the same street. He bought a house and then he sold it and they bought the house right next to it or something like that. I see him all the time. It's funny. I saw Calipari last weekend and he's walking on the boardwalk on the phone, always on the phone, always at Dunkin' Donuts or on the boardwalk. Uh, and he's on the phone and he's just yelling and he wasn't yelling. He was talking sternly about the AD and like kids. And I was like, someone would pay. Someone would pay to hear that conversation. No one bothered him though. Um, 
the only other thing that I think is cool is that there's these random ass, really wide streets in Lavalette. Like, um, and the reason why I find interesting. So you see how this only has the parking sideways on Resav, park like that. But if you go down to President, you can park this way because the streets are really wide. And I was really like, well, how did they choose? What rides wide streets? You know, Cal is on Princeton Ave. Wrong. He's not. Um, unless he has another house I don't know about, but that's not the house that I know where it is. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> I lived there for a year, and my grandma was my neighbor. And we went to the library together, and we went to a History of Lavalette uh, lesson, which was delightful. It was me and a bunch of 80-year-olds. And we were just learning. We were just learning. And when way back in the day... When they built this town, Crab's Claw was a brothel, and there was a big hotel here. So, anyway, what I'm saying is this is where people would come in on this dock. Also, I caught an eel on this dock once, and people would come in on the ferry from New York City or from New Jersey to go to Lavalette, and they would hop on this guy named Charlie's horse and buggy, and he would bring them up the block to the hotel, which was up here on President Ave, and... the the horses can't horses and buggies can't go backwards, so they needed to be able to make a U-turn. So all the wide streets were horse and buggy delivery streets. So bam, there's a there's a factoid that probably no one really finds that interesting, but I found incredibly interesting. Um so that's why the wide streets are there. Wanna see where I drank my first beer? <laughs> this is a weird show. Uh right here. There's this place you can go. You you climb through the woods here, right? And then there's this marsh here. And when I was young, I was 14, someone uh, put a couch in the middle of these woods. So you had to go on a little trail, and then it opened up, and there was a big circle, and there was a bunch of couches. And me and my buddies found that little hangout. They called it the jungle, and we drank beer for the first time ever. I was like 14 or something like that. That place is cool, though. So anyway... Lavalette, New Jersey, my favorite place in the world. I wonder if they have, like, can you walk on the boardwalk with this? No. Cannot. I wanted to be able to walk down the boardwalk. This is Princeton. Anyway, what's the weather there? It is uh, 72 and partly cloudy. I'll be there tonight. Uh, might have to apologize to everyone not watching the video again. Damn it. You're right. You're right. That was a whole section where I didn't even describe what we were looking at. The random baseball player of the day is, and this is random. The music, the town was random. Vern Stevens. Vern Stevens, the best shortstop you don't know about. Vern was pretty good, man. Vern was an eight-time All-Star. He was um, a home run champion in 1945, three-time All-American RBI champion. His nickname was Little Slug or Junior or Buster. One of the first, like, big-time power hitters at shortstop. So, that's cool. Ted Williams said he was the most effective person that ever batted behind him. So it's a cool, it's like a cool way. He was the best protection that he ever got. Uh, So that's nice. But let me see. Ow. 
Um, let me see what I'm looking at here. His stats are pretty crazy. Like, look at that. This stretch of games for Vern from 1942 to 1950, he got MVP votes. Every single season, he got an MVP vote. I didn't give you the screen. There it is. So, in this stretch, 42 to 50, so nine years, 42, 43, 44, 45, 46, 47, 48, 49. Yeah, 10 years? Can't be 10 years, Jimmy. It sucks being so dumb. God damn it. Anyway, that's crazy. You got MVP votes in nine straight years. We're going to say nine because I can't count. Because you would do 50 minus 42 is eight, but I believe one. you got to count 42, so it's nine. Trick. Trick. He led the league in RBIs three times, led the league in home runs once, led the league in games played twice. He played every single game. Big old shortstop. Um, I mean, he hit 39 home runs in 1949 at playing shortstop. That's pretty nuts. That's pretty crazy. Good for him. He won the pennant with the Cardinals, I believe, or the St. Louis Browns with St. Louis. I was trying to find uh, stories or anything about him, but to be honest, I was so excited about talking about Lavalette and, and Jersey Shore that I kind of didn't give Vern enough uh, enough credit. But Little Slug's a great nickname. Great nickname. Let's see his stats versus Hall of Famers. Versus pitcher. Pitcher status. Hall of Famer. Bam. Some of those were the war years. They were, but then he was still good post-war years. So if it was just the good seasons during the war years, you would, you'd be like, ah. But looks like he crushed Whitey Ford. Division. Oh, dude, he crushed Whitey Ford. He had 22 at-bats against Whitey Ford, nine hits. Two walks, so he had a 500 on base percentage against Whitey Ford. Ted Lyons, why are you always lying? 750 OPS, 375 batting average. 140 plate appearances versus Bob Lemon. 127 versus Bob Feller. Shout out Ames, Iowa? Where's Bob Feller from? I've been there. Somewhere in Iowa. I went to the Bob Feller Museum. They were closed, so I didn't get to go in. Uh... 393 on base percentage versus Red Ruffin. Yo, his numbers versus Hall of Famers are pretty good. Go get him, Vern. Satchel Page, three hits. Newhauser. Earl wins the Hall of Famer that shut him down the most. And Bob Lemon. Other than that, it's not bad. Not bad. Uh... It is not Slipknot, Iowa. It's, it's, uh, dude, it's this tiny town in Iowa. Where the fuck is he from? Um, I drove through it with Jake. We did a road trip cross country. And it was like the Bob Feller Museum. So we're like, yeah. I feel like it's got two names to it. Two names to it. Van Meter. Fuck, I knew it. Van Meter, Iowa, tiny town. Van Meter. Oh, you know what we should do before I go back to Jersey Shore stuff? We should go look at 
Vern's debut in 1941. See if we got any good nicknames. September 13th, he made his debut against the Red Sox. He would go on to be a Red Sox. Names. Can you guys see these on your screen? We have, whoa, what I just did won't work. The live producing was brutal. All right. We have Don Heifer, Johnny Lucadelli. That's a great name, Johnny Lucadelli. That's an East Coast name. Johnny Lucadelli. Harland Cliff, George McQuinn, Wally Judnich, Roy Cullenbein, Joe Grace, Johnny Berardino. Great name. Johnny Berardino and Johnny Lucadello. Jesus. Rick Farrell, Vern Stevens, Eldon Auker. Eldon Auker. It's a bad name. Bill Trotter, Glenn McQuillan, Maury Newland, Chet. I guess Chet. What's a Chet a nickname for? Chester? Chet. Chester, nailed it. Uh, and then Dom, DiMaggio, Lou Finney, Joe, Skeeter. <laughs> it's so, didn't we do Skeeter once? Skeeter and Scooter? I feel like we did Skeeter on this already. Um, Ted, Jim, Jimmy, Bobby, Johnny, and Jack Wilson. I have to find out where Johnny, Luca, Luca Dello, and Johnny Berardino are from. Texas. Wow. Never would have guessed Johnny Lucadello was from Texas. And Baradino's from Los Angeles. Hey. Wow. Never would have guessed it. Vern Stevens worked at the docks during World War II, and someone showed up and took this picture of him where he just looks great. Looks like a magazine shot of a staged actor working on a dock. But supposedly, I mean, they had to bring a magazine there to do like, what are the boys doing to help the war effort? And then they they took this picture of him because he just looks great. So my guess is that. Um, someone in the chat is says, tell me you love me back, John. Love you back. I'm not doing a book today. I know everyone's like, he does books? If, you're, if it's the first time listening. Yeah, yeah, I do. We usually talk about a book. It's been fun. That's all I have to say about that. But I'm not doing a book. I'm doing documentary, which is just an audio and visual version of a book sometimes. I don't know if any of you guys have seen this. I think some clips go viral, but there's a documentary from 1994 called Wildwood, and it's the best. It's the best. I love... You know, like on YouTube, there's whole sections of like a day in high school, 1990, and it's a kid brought a video camera to high school and just films like super mundane walking through the hallways of high school, and it's like a day in the life in 1989. I love those videos, and this documentary is basically that, but Wildwood, New Jersey. So you gave, you actually hear a lot of Philadelphia accents because it's southern Jersey Shore. But, dude, it's so funny. And this is my favorite character. And I think I hooked up the audio so you'll be able to hear the system audio and I don't have to turn my mic to the computer. Um, let me see if this works. Can you guys hear this? See what I know. See, just to see me in action. To see if 
I really know what I say I know. I had, for instance, to see. So this girl, uh, I don't know her name, but this girl, she's the best part of the documentary for sure. I wonder how old she is now. How far away from 1994? 20. Oh, why do I continuously ask myself to do basic arithmetic on the show? 27 years. Maybe she's 16 here. 16 plus 27. You guys got it. Okay. Uh, watch this girl's storyline in the documentary. So the first time they talk to her, she says that five girls tried to beat her up. If I really know what I say I know. I had, for instance, five girls attempt to jump me one time, and it didn't work. If you, if you look like... Okay, so she had five girls attempt to jump her, and it didn't work. The next time we go to her, she's hanging out by the payphone. She told me not to yell at her, and I said, calm down, I'm not yelling at you. So. There was two people just a couple weeks ago that ended up dying because they got beat up, they were drunk, they got beat up, they passed out, and they were thrown into a pool. Two weeks ago, two people ended up dying because they got drunk, they got beat up, they got passed out, and they were thrown into a pool. That's her next story for us, and the phone rings. It's pretty, it's pretty good here. Leaving that in the documentary is pretty good. Um, all right. And then, hold on. Her stories get just better and better as we go. She's the best. So we're back to the gazebo shot or whatever. All the guys up here think that I am. So I think that, I think that has a lot to do with why they hang around with me and associate with me. Because they probably all want to try to hook up with me at one time or another. I, I think I'm real pretty. Uh -huh. Hold on. I mean, I'm... I'm, that wasn't it. She talks about like killing someone. The, I don't have a big nose or a big. That's not what life is about, all fun and games. Cause that's all I was about. Went out my girlfriend. That's a Philly accent. Now I'm living with a friend of mine because I couldn't stand the way things were at home. So just living with my friends right now for the summer and then next. I'm blowing this. I should have marked down all the spots. She talks about, she, she goes from, yeah, I got beat up. And then she says she stabbed someone. And then she just keeps lying. I just, I don't like, I don't like short term relationships. Whatever. I blew this. Look at these faces. Look at them. Oh, you this know, is funny. This girl hates these guys, and she's basically like, yeah, they're ugly, and I don't like them. I blew this whole thing. I should have uh, marked down all the spots. Go watch this documentary. It's hilarious. It's such a snapshot. Oh, these people are drunk and they ask like when they started dating. And they're like, tonight, you know, it could happen. We just, you know, whatever happens. They're really drunk, this girl. Up on the boardwalk and just meet somebody like that, you know, in a split second. And like, it can turn into a serious relationship, like me and Janet. Because like, <laughs> different. You know, I, I met her a couple of weeks night. ago, but we hooked up tonight together, and like, I'm probably gonna be with her for the rest of the summer. It's different every night. 
You never know what's going to happen. It's different. <laughs> you can stay together forever, or it's different. And whatever happens, happens, but it's different. Every night, and you meet new people, it's the summer. It's different. Every night, it's different. He's like, yeah, we're going to be together for the whole summer. Anyway, uh, not Mr. Moon says, please post the URL to this video in the YouTube description later. Yeah, I will. It's, I, dude, it's so funny. I don't know. It, it, there's like no storyline. She literally just went to Wildwood Boardwalk, which is a wild place, and interviewed these people. So it like encapsulates the 90s. And then kids. But the one girl I was trying to show you is hilarious. I just was botching actually finding the clips that were good. Because she talks about like she talks about sending someone to the hospital, and this girl's hair's crazy long. Now everyone that works at Seaside Heights are from the Ukraine. People that run these games, my mom did when she was little. It's like a sister program with. Well, they won't be this year because of Corona. Anyway, Kate May, Kate May's a nice spot. Um, thank God the internet wasn't around back then. Yeah, man. That whole video is really weird, but it's cool. I think you can, you can, I think the lady, the woman who made it is still around. Carol Weeks, Cassidy. But yeah, shit cracks me up. They're pretty drunk. I've been to Wildwood, but Ocean City is better. Sea Isle's fun. It's different every night, man. It's different. Is Wildwood still a thing? I guess so. Just boardwalk, right? Boardwalk town. Uh, I think that's... And that's all I have to say about that. I think that's everything. But we can uh, just chill out. I'm not going to not gonna be here Thursday, Friday. First, first weekday taken off since I started this way back in whenever. However many days that is, is the 55th episode. Would you be... Will you still be doing this when baseball is back? Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. I mean, it's it's... It's different to quote that girl. So I, I like it, you know. I mean, we 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 have a lot of plans when baseball starts on how we want to attack it, what we're going to do. Like, you know, we did pregame shows for talking to Yanks every day before every game. Um, we did – we're planning on doing, like, pregame daily shows for talking baseball, kind of, in a, in a way. I don't know how we're going to do that. But we're, you know – Talking Yanks goes to four times a week. Talking Baseball stays at three. Everything's going to get amped up. That's 10 pregame shows a day or 10 pregame shows a week. Um, but I want to keep doing this. And Jake wants to do a live show too, just like a sports recap. So we have a lot of plans. Sandy changed a lot of stuff on the shore. Yeah, Lava, let's back to normal. Um, but Sandy, Hurricane Sandy did. Hurricane Sandy, so you know how... Um, you know how I told you that there used to be that inlet called the Cranberry Cove on the Jersey Shore? Well, there was when Hurricane Sandy came in Manilokan right here. Because um, this is the closest, basically, ocean to bay. I believe it was right here that Hurricane Sandy just 
they touched. They made this like a mouth into the bay, right? And all this got fucked. And there was just, you know, another inlet opened. Kind of like nature closed the inlet down here. It opened that one. And a lot of people thought that they should leave it open because that will clean out the bay. The bay is absolutely disgusting because it's just still gross water. But if that mouth stayed open, then there's a way for water to come in and out to replenish itself. But obviously you have million-dollar properties and homes, and those people are going to want their land back. So they man they refilled refilled that part of the island. But, you know, if that happened back in the day when this inlet down here closed up, this would be a new mouth of the bay right there and replenish it. So, but Sandy fucked up a lot of shit. Like, if I go to Hurricane Sandy Manilokan Bridge, I think they have time lapses of, yeah, look. Hurricane Sandy. Ah! Too fucking loud. Yeah, there it is. See? So a lot of people said that instead of closing that and making it land again, they should just keep the bay open, and then the bay won't get so gross. It'll naturally have a passageway. Then people with houses were like, yeah, but we kind of want our house back. And everyone else was like, fair. That's fair. That's totally fair. But, yeah, look how crazy that is. Hurricane Sandy was nuts. They have a, I believe there's a time lapse of them fixing it. I don't know where it is. But yeah, that, that was crazy. It was pretty sad to drive around at that time. Um, the Acme saves so many houses on that island. It's true. Uh, Wildwood, not the best. Yeah, I don't think it was ever considered the best. Why do you guys call your hurricanes with names? Is that is that just an American thing? How do other people name hurricanes? How do other countries name hurricanes? See, is that that's just a... Do you just call them by number? Like one, two, three? Or do you like call them by year? Like New Jersey Hurricane 2012? I think everyone names them. I think it's so you know what you're referencing. When I say Hurricane Sandy, everyone knows it's the one from, is it 12 or 13? Uh, hurricane 1, Hurricane 2. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how she would do them. Uh... So scientists can keep track of them. I'd love to know what goes into the naming process. I know it goes alphabetical. So like if you have a B, then the next one's going to start with a C, I believe. I shouldn't have said I know. I think it does. But they got to get, you know, they got you, the name plays a lot of factors into people's brains. If you give it an intimidating name, people will take it more seriously. If you called it like Hurricane Sally, people would think it was a drink at a bar. Not really a dangerous hurricane. Hurricane, one, two, three is too boring. It is, if that's what they were to call it. How is Mac doing? Mac is doing well. He's growing. He jumped onto the ottoman for the first time last night, uh, you know, right up on there. 
I feel like this entire show needs to be seen, never just heard. Yeah, a lot of people are uh, listening on the podcast app. I mean, more people watch it. I think we had like 20,000 views and, and 200 come from the uh, whatever it is. Whatever it is. Podcast app. But to those people, I appreciate you. Maybe they're just driving in the car. They can't see it. So please share more about Crab's Claw as a brothel. Oh, Crab's Claw and Lavalette was the first ever building. So or second Crab's Claw Lavalette. Um was the first ever building, and there's a big fire in in Lavalette at one point. Here it is. Um, open link in new tab. Not what I wanted to do. There was a big fire at one point in Lavalette, and like back in the day, here's here's Crabsclaw for anyone that wants to know what we're talking about. And uh, everything burned down, and the people that planned the town and were part of it sat around the fireplace right here to map out what they were going to do next. Um, so that fireplace is like the oldest surviving thing in Lava Lab. But, yeah, it was it was like a bar, and, and, you know, back in the 1900s, like bars were brothels and shit, and there's a lot of small rooms up top. Um, so, yeah, it's been a lot of things. It's been Crab Squad for a while now. Sammy Hammer and the Hammers own it. Um, yeah, Lava Lab was also... It was a, a designed community. Like, every house lot is the same exact design. So when they went there, they said, you know, there's going to be 20 blocks, however many there are, and all this stuff. And and actually, if you look at the layout, I mean, people are going to be so bored by this because who cares about I mean, that's the whole show, though, I guess, Jimmy. So whatever. I like design towns. Like, you know, the grid in New York City is fascinating when you think about, like, what they actually did. But... You know, so they laid this out perfectly so they knew there was going to be, um, you know, avenues and streets and stuff, and it was going to be a grid, and each each lot of, of land is the same size, right? So what they didn't have was before, tr- before cars got really popular, um... It was just a one-way, so this street right here was just a, a two-way street, street, and it was set, it was cut into chunks, like one chunk here, one chunk here, basically. Um, but once cars, before cars got popular, they had a train, and the train would come from Tom's River, and it would go over this bridge, and then it would come into Lavalette, and it would go up Normandy Beach, up Norman Loken, or Manilok, and all that shit. When the train died, they took the train track. The train track just split the second block in half, and they took that and made it the other road. So now there's two roads in Lavalette, or, you know, main roads, Route 35, and one goes north and one goes south, and they're both one ways. It's a mile long, the whole town. But that train that train existed for a little bit. And they just replenished the whole beach. So it's like triple the size it used to be and there's a lot of whales in the in the water right now water's real clean a lot of whales a lot of dolphins and some thrasher sharks last weekend so i'll be swimming with those that'll be exciting uh 
Cool. All right. Any other questions? Someone said this is a fun rabbit hole. I'm not. I'm not. Oh, Jill, I like that title suggestion. Jersey Shore Rabbit Holes and The Little Slug. The Little Slug's a great name. I'm going to slack that to Luke right now. Producer Luke, are you listening? Check your slack. I'm going to give this to you so you can copy and paste it. Producer Luke, he's in Lavalette. Whole family is. I'm going to go back. Hey, Jimmy, do you watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine? I don't. I don't. But it's not because I started it and didn't like it. I just never really got into it. So, So there's that. Uh, any other favorite beach areas besides New Jersey? Not really, man. I spent every single summer in Lavalette, so it's kind of like that's that's the spot for me. But, yeah. All right, we got John Boy and Jake Radio coming up on the John Boy and Jake TV uh, YouTube channel. I think next week John Boy and Jake Radio is going to be on this main channel, and we'll see if, if, if we get a wider audience, if people like it, if we keep it there or not. Um but that'll be that. But today it's going to be on this. Oh, no. today it's going to be on uh, the other one, John Boy and Jake. So I'll see you guys there. We start in about 15 minutes. You guys want a little uh, little taste of what the topics are going to be? I can do that. I can do that. I can show you the world. Shining, shimmering, splendid. Minor League Baseball canceled. Bobby Bonilla Day. Blue Jays cleared to go to Toronto. Canadian Tire in Lindsay, temporary closed after every item scanned comes up as Mr. Potato Head. I'm going to fuck that story. Chinese researchers discover human pandemic potential. Man accidentally buys 28 Tesla cars. And a bear in Italy has been sentenced to death. Wow. A lot of fun news. There's some other headlines that I didn't read. But, yeah, that's what we're... Who sings the rabbit hole song? Jenny Lewis. And if you want a good song by Jenny Lewis, Acid Tongue is my favorite. And I think I'm going to be out of here. I'll play some Bruce on the way out. Everyone can enjoy Sandy. The I'll see you next Monday. So everyone have a good 4th of July. Thanks for hanging out with me. I appreciate it. Thanks for uh, keeping the show going. Appreciate that as well. Have a great weekend. Have fun. See you on Monday. Chasing all in silly New York girls. We'll say Behind us, the pier lights, our carnival life forever. You love me tonight, for I may never see you again.